You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 12, episode 9. And I had to get that right because Chris was giving me grief in the WhatsApp chat earlier about getting numbers wrong. Um, so, hi, I'm John. I'm your host for this evening and joined by Chris. Spe- I, I called you special guest in the chat earlier, which was a bit, you know, unfair. What do you call you, special regular? More like coming down to the boardroom. Yeah, but Chris does all the special behind the scenes stuff. He does. Like stats and also the technical bits and basically every single thing I don't do. We are looking forward to Throwback Mountain tomorrow. Tomorrow? Well, it'll be today, but I think Popa Larson will be, you know what I mean? That's true. Right. And then we had the Pyramid Scheme, which people are interacting with well. See, no, it seems to be a few people getting into it, which is good. I'm getting into it now, because we can't up to speed with what's going on across the pyramids. So. Uh, but I throw, Throwback Mountain should be a double header, because there's two games on. What are you doing? The, just the obvious one. Oh, will there be... Well, there's three games on if you count Thursday. Aye, so there's two on Tuesday, there's one on Wednesday, one on Thursday. What, two on Tuesday? Aye. Not just one on Tuesday? No. And then one on Wednesday, then one on Thursday? No, 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 the Scottish women are playing on Tuesday too. Oh, aye, that's right, aye. John. Oh, right. Sure. Right, just I'll go on the naughty step. Miguel, how are you doing? Oh, the better for seeing you on the naughty step. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good, mate. Um, I had a bit of a quiet weekend. I didn't really catch any of the football whatsoever. Uh, I don't know what it was I watched on Saturday. It looked like I was ready to phone the police. Like it was like an absolute mall, and I seen eleven guys tight and another eleven guys in a park. It was unbelievable, shocking behaviour. <laughs> I Josh doesn't even hear as well to get wind up. Josh is supposed to be on the podcast tonight. But is he not here because of the result? Well, we don't know. Like, he was giving Scott the big licks and saying, oh, I, you're only going to come on if Celtic win because he wasn't sure if the missus was working or not. I know fine well that Scott would have been here regardless of what the result was. Isn't that right? Well, I, I like to take a wee bit of slang in there. I take it on the chin. But end of the day, <laughs> I'm up for everything. Erin, <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you? We've heard from you already, but how are you? Good, thank you. Nice to be back, actually. It's been a little while. I've been quite busy. We weren't sure if you'd be on after you were in the leadership debate and been a Tory now. I would, well, I, w- I would say, and I'm not sure that this is a massive compliment, so I think probably some people would agree, I probably would be better than those trust. I think anyone would, anyone would be better. There's always a bit of I'm not sure how it's happened, but we are we are now here. So, um, well, that's not ideal, is it? But um, other than that, good. Nice to uh, have seen the length and breadth of the country this week. Yes. Yeah, you've had your travels. Um, and if Celtic beat us 2-0, but then they beat Rangers 4-0 then I'm not sure what that means. But that means we should win on Saturdays, doesn't it? So that's all fine. That would be ideal, yes. 
Um, so we've got a special returning guest, Michael. How are you doing? Yeah, no bad, mate. Happy to be back. Um, still a bit weird because like I've been on holiday the last few weeks. Um, so back to um, kind of cold and. I was going to say something else, but I thought, no, keep it clean. Um, but yeah, Colgan, miserable Scotland, but yeah, happy to be back and happy to be back with the guys. Hi, it's good to have you back on. Um, so, right, where should we start? Transfer window was Thursday, wasn't it? Because we had the midweek fixtures last week. Aye. Some teams did some business on the transfer window in terms of players coming in. Some players went. From other teams, who had the best transfer window? Celtic. Nah, overall, I would say the whole window probably Aberdeen. I think we've done pretty well. Didn't do any, like anything on Thursday except Connor McLennan's gone on loan to St Johnston, and that's other than that, not much. Bit worrying. Think we need a defender, but we're going to buy Liam Scales, so that's fine. Aye, but that's not going to address the situation just now where we're short of cover at centre-back and also at right-back. Going to get an emergency loan of Andy Constein back from St Johnston to beat Celtic in December and then we'll get Liam Scales and we'll get back. No. <laughs> what do you think, Chris, in terms of who had the best window? I think it's hard to argue that Celtic <coughs> have the best window because suddenly we now have a squad. Of decent players, so, so last season was the, the massive rebuild in the summer, and we kind of stumbled our way through to January, and then we got the Japanese contingent in, in January, and that made the difference to kick on and win the league. But we kind of ran out of steam towards the end of the season, I think. But now uh, we've secured the, the likes of Jota and uh, Carter Vickers, which was crucial, I think, because the two of them were bright last season, and they have. If the shot has even kicked on, I think he's better ready this season than he was last season. But we've added to the squad as well, and the, the additions that we've brought in have looked pretty good. I'm, I think the the jury's probably still out in Bernabe, but he's, he's he's young, he's only just arrived, so we'll see what he gets on. I heard he's quite speedy. I heard he's quite speedy, but... He seems to be, aye. aye. Did you get the... I, I, no idea names, to be honest. I <laughs> say the new guy's names. So he came on against Ross County. Uh, for like oh, 15 minutes or so. Stanovich. Aye, so I am. <laughs> he looked pretty good. He looked pretty useful in his cameo appearance. And then we've obviously got the Danish boy in, who I've seen different suggestions about positions he plays, but to me, he seems to be the defensive midfielder we kind of probably need to come off of. So I think we're now in a position where pretty much every position in the team's got cover, and it's good quality cover. And I mean, you, you see it on on Saturday there, that we lost Kyogo in the first minute and we still managed to bring on Jack and Marcus off the bench and it made no difference. It was it was just great to see. And he's on even, you, uh, even your League Cup tie as well. Was it nine changes? Nine changes and we actually got a better result in the League Cup than we did against them in the league the few weeks previous. We only beat the three one. So <laughs> is our reserves better than our first team? Right, okay. Michael, are you going to agree with Scott and Chris, or are you going to go for something different? No, I would be a bit ignorant for me to disagree with the guys. Um, but no, I mean, um, I mean, you know, I still can't believe the, the kind of change in the team and the mood when you got the games now. 
um, you know, it's a, a far different atmosphere to the games and uh, I think it's down to one man and that's um, Andrew Poscacoglu. You know, like, um, I remember saying to my pals one day, who the hell was this guy? Um, to now it's like, oh, bloody hell, he, he's a winner and you can't wait to go to every Celtic game now uh, as well. Um, I can um, f- from a transfer window, I was away out the country for the for the past week, but I never knew who who was going to what club. But saw the highlights on Saturday night, and Nicky, I never knew we Nicky Clark was away at St Johnson. Um, I think that's a a brilliant steal for for them because St John up, up till the window. St. Johnson were pretty poor last season, uh, lucky enough to stay up. Um, and what was it, uh, 25 minutes and they scored a goal and they escaped you. So I think that's a, a kind of wee steal there for the Saints. Um, yeah. Okay, who had the worst window then? Because obviously there's some talk on the other side of Glasgow that there's not been enough money spent after qualifying for the Champions League. Now, obviously, there wasn't very much time to do business, but they must have had, you would have thought, targets in mind. And then there's all these complaints about lack of signing since then. Thoughts, guys? I think Hearts actually pretty quiet, I thought. I think a few clubs, I don't, maybe just because if you don't follow them, you don't see as much. But I think a lot of the clubs seem to do not very much, considering it's like a summer window. I don't know if it's all just been a bit quieter or if it's been earlier on in the summer, but I think a couple of clubs were quite quiet. I think um, a good move for, um, oh my goodness, St. Johnson's former keeper, um, Xander Clark, going to Hearts, um, I think for him. But I don't think any clubs did anything that I was like super excited about or really jealous of. Not really. I think the like, often there's goal. a sign in where you think like, oh, I hope they were coming to us. Martin Boyle maybe a little bit. But no one really would have thought, oh, they've gone there and I wanted them. Mm. Who have Rangers signed? They have signed quite a few players, to be fair. But they didn't sign anyone after the PSV tie. Which I think, I think as well, I think as well, John, that what I texted you last night about them... The, the Rangers not signing anyone and I was thinking about it again like I was saying well see how if Rangers never gets um, heavily beaten on Saturday and it was a heavily beaten by way it could have been nine or else it could have been ten easy I don't if they went to Celtic Park and they get beat one now I don't think I would have been sending you that from the day of record that story was in. So I think it was the manner that Rangers get beat. And let's face it, I, it could have been more than four, it could have been nine, ten, eight, whatever. Um, but it was the way that the Rangers get beat that day. They could get still been playing under the frog lights and still not have, have a shot and goal because they were, they were poor that day. That's not taken away for Celtic. They were brilliant that day, but it's all seen in football where you can only beat who's in front of you. Or John McLaughlin. Exactly. 
See you back in transfers, John. That's like three of the best transfers we've actually on the way out in Scotland. So when you look at like so Ramsey leaving, uh, Ferguson leaving and Josh Doig leaving, uh, obviously it's leaving a gap in the actual <coughs> Scottish League itself, but it can only do well for the national team, I think. These boys are going out to get good experience, especially the two boys going to Italy. That, for me, it shows progression because relatively a lot of their players seem to go down to England and they really tries to go into the continent and Liam Henderson kind of tried to change that. Well, no, personally tried to change it, but he did open the market back up to show Scottish boys could go there. And, well, obviously Italian clubs have looked into Scotland. It looks good for me, like. No, definitely. When you look at the success that Hickey's had and then what Josh Doig at the weekend scored, um, had an assist last midweek. I think Lewis Ferguson's only made, the be- made it off the bench once. He was suspended when he first went there. Uh, but I think he'll do well there. Um, and I, as you say, it's good to see clubs from different countries actually interesting our players, our young players as well. It, it bodes well. It, it, just, it, gives, it gives a platform to move on for, I think, in terms of looking for more money for your better talent. Because if you can, if they can go and prove that they, they are actually decent enough players to play in these big teams, and obviously the teams that like Bologna and that they're, they're no massive in Italian terms, but they are they are pretty big teams. Like, do you know what I mean? No, I agree. It was good to see Billy Gilmore get his move away for Chelsea as well. He should do well at Brighton, assuming they keep the manager, which. He may want. He may be wanted by other teams. Just shortly, the, the way things are going. Ah, uh, he's getting linked with Villa, uh, isn't he? If Gerard was to go. Yeah, there's also the Leicester job at some point. I think. Right, well, um, they go another connection with Rodgers. Aye. So aye, I think I think Billy Gilmore getting his move. He'll fan well at Brighton, uh, and I hope he gets a run of games because that can only do him good and uh, obviously Scotland good as well. It's good to see Nathan Patterson's getting a run of games as well. Aye, he's playing well as well. Aye, Aye that's, that's good for the, the upcoming games. Later in the month. Um, and then, interestingly, Hickey and Brent have been playing right back as opposed to left back. So if we get the two of them competing on the right, then that's good. Yeah. Um, for the national team. Yeah, I mean, for the alternative there in June was uh, Anthony Ralston. He obviously had a decent time in the, the Scotland team, but he's not really been featuring for Celtic lately. He got a get on it against Ross County and, and seemed to do well, but... I can't see him being first choice this season. Yeah, and you've got to think that Stephen O'Donnell will not get called up now that he's, he can't even make a Motherwell team. I don't know. No, no I can't I don't see it. Um, and obviously it's not fair. Must be what? That's, I think that's Tuesday. The Scotland squad will be announced. Mm, yeah. It'd probably be about right, isn't it? it must be for it. It's usually the, just before the final weekend, before the international break, isn't it? Yeah. I think the goalkeeping situation will be the, the most difficult one. Because prior to Saturday, I was thinking McLaughlin might come in as maybe kind of third choice keeper, but I don't know whether there'll be reservations about that. That's the thing. I mean, obviously Gordon's going to be first choice still, but he's now like Xander Clark was one of the guys that was about the kind of squad, and he's now second choice at Hearts, so he's mm-hmm. probably not going to be near it. David Marshall is retired, so he's not going to be in there. You've, as you said, McLaughlin's been around when it's been hovering about. Because there's Liam Kelly at Motherwell, he's been another out, so he'd, ah, he'd be my second choice. Aye. I do can't you, think of really thinking deals. Do you keep with the theme there that you're talking about the goalies? That can all be a good thing that Xander Clark actually signed with Hearts because he's learning for the Scotland number one on a daily basis now. 
which will help us out when it does come to the internationals, I think. Could see a bit more. more. about retiring. Yeah, he's what, 39? No. So, yeah, but I think he's come out and said that he's going to play until he's mid 40s, potentially. Remember, he had like time out the game. I think Buffon's still, Buffon still kicking about, I think. The well, yeah, like you can't be a goalkeeper at a fair age. Was it not? Yeah. Was it four? It's 48, not the record at World Cup for Euros. So, I made that up. Never know. So, but, but I felt like he was probably going to retire after the World Cup and watch the World Cup. And now he's not. I wonder if David Marshall beat him to it. Because it's possible that both of them retiring at the same time might have been really bad news for us. But if only one of them sits out for the next campaign, then you've still got time to bring somebody else in. But there's no that question of who that somebody is. Because my thinking was probably what was going to be McLaughlin. And, and I know you kind of decide on one big game, but it's a, it was not a good performance at all. Um, well, and not just that fourth goal, but it's over. I think. I think uh, if we were talking about Xander Clark and Craig Gordon, um, I might I might eat humble pie at the end of the season. By the way, John, but um, I, I tip cards to separate Celtic and Rangers because uh, they've got a good squad. Well, up until the last few games, but I think like um, they they've got a few uh, they've got a decent goalkeepers in Gordon and Xander Clark as, as well. So, oh, but all they need to do is um, shut the back door and scat um, scat scoring goals. I think Hearts have got a bit of a problem there actually because I mean I think the Hearts fans themselves were looking for signings because they've obviously got they're, they're going to have the same issues as Celtic Angels and they're going to be playing midweek. Saturday, midweek, Saturday, well, for the case, it will be midweek, Sunday, midweek, Sunday, for up to the World Cup now, because they've got the, the European campaign, and I don't think they've got the squad to do it, and I, losing Boyce at the end, towards the end of the month, is a massive blow for them, because he's where they were getting goals from, I think, I think they're going to struggle the next few months. Yeah, their score's definitely not deep enough, I think, to play Thursday, Sunday. And that showed at the weekend, because they made quite a few changes, with, like Thursday's upcoming game in mind, yeah. As opposed to usually, maybe people are thinking the rest players after the European tie, but he's thought a wee bit differently, and it never worked out for him because Livingston were comfortable winners. I would have said it was just one now. I think Hearts are struggling. You know? I, I think so. I think it's going to be a very difficult one for them to, how to manage the next few months. Small. The squad, well, I, I agree that the squad is too small, and they now have this position where they can't really afford to pick one of the two competitions because they're either going to embarrass themselves in Europe to compete in Scotland or they're going to try their best in Europe and fall away in Scotland and then if you want to get into Europe next season you need to be doing well in Scotland what's your alternative are they going to prioritise the Scottish Cup after the Christmas that's a, that's a big gamble aye Who can especially because they've, they've just been knocked out of the Cup this week so quite quite falls away. Can anyone pronounce the Turkish team that they're playing? I was trying Istanbul. to look on. I was looking at that, but then I tried to look for a pronunciation, and then went, "Well, oh, I actually don't know how to pronounce letters in Turkish, so it's no use." Because I it's delighted. Can we not just call them? Can we not just call them kebab? No. Well, come on, that's terrible. Uh, you're, too, you're too busy thinking of that because you were in holiday in Greece. I'm just going to call it Yeah. Michael, I, I, I can see Istanbul. I know, that's fine. That's the first part uh, of it. 
I don't know. I can't. I, I thought maybe back is sheer, maybe. So it looks like, but I don't know. You know who would tell us the worst? Derek Ray would tell us in a minute. He would tell us in a minute, and he'd be so nice about it, and he's really helpful. I'm going to ask him. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask him. It's so handy, though, because, like, it's not always... Players don't often say their own names in interviews and stuff. So, like, sometimes you don't really know. What I find really funny is when someone, like, a commentator, someone will pronounce a player's name, and then people in the comments are trying to argue that it's wrong, and then the player's like, no, that is how I say my name, and they just they can't accept, no, not having it. Uh, it gets to the point you have to say the name wrong, even though you know better. I've got, see, I, see if I talk about Arthur Boric these days, I know better that that's not how you pronounce his name, but because I was pronouncing Arthur Boric like everybody else was pronouncing that, if I started saying Arthur Boric, it would be There's one in England, I can't remember who it is, but people are, oh, it's Bruno Financial, that's who it is, and people are desperate to say, yeah, but you're in England, so you pronounce it in English, but that's not correct. No. You'll pronounce someone's name the way they tell you it's pronounced. Thank you. Absolutely mad. Chris, can you do that face again there when you pronounce the Borok's name or Borok's name? Borok's. It was a bounce of the head, the man. Bounce. Where was that coming from? <laughs> <laughs> see, see the one in Scotland that's doing my head in there now is uh, Jack Amakis keeps getting called Geo Marcus by some folk in the media. Oh. I swear to God. Geo Marcus. Aye, the one who used to deny me was just getting Edward. After Packy Warner on the radio, he refused to say Edward, <laughs> just Edward. The one that I find people all do differently, right? Rangers penalty taker. Tavernier. Yes, there's there's so many people I know come Tavernier. Yes, yeah, like so a I French name or something. But, and I keep hearing like actual people on the telly say it. That's not correct, is it? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's Tavernier. I think it is as well because. I just, I just I thought it was. And no one's corrected it, but then I hear people say it, and I think maybe I am wrong. And I feel like it is quite a rude, like, but I'm not going to meet him probably. Like, if he was in a bar, I wouldn't go over and say hi if it was in a bar. But you also kind of think you should be pronouncing people's names right, so I don't know. Like, and, like, Morales is the same, though. That's the one that Alan McCoy just cannot get. And, oh, there's been quite a few. Morales is quite a common one. They get the we need I'm a Rangers fan sure. on to, to tell us. Uh, Josh, oh, Josh, he did. Oh, Josh, perfect timing. How do you pronounce your um, penalty taker's name? Uh, Tavernier. <laughs> right. You're in the cans. Very good. <laughs> uh, I wish I was in the cans. Are you okay, yeah. Josh? Did you not have a nice time on Saturday? Ah. Uh, hmm. um, you think your time's just right? You've just given it the, the right time. Yeah, I know. I, I know we spoke about the game on Saturday yet. Yeah, I had some paper yeah. around at the weekend, by the way. <laughs> I just we'll speak better. about the game on Saturday now, if you want. It was, I think, quite a nice game. I quite enjoyed it. It was good to watch, wasn't it? I enjoyed that. Do you want me to go or what? <laughs> what did? What was your worst bit? Was it when your goalkeeper? <laughs> But that was a good bit. I liked it. Um, I, do you know what? I think the worst bit, and I'm not just saying it because it was the fourth goal, but it was the fourth goal. And, and the reason being um, that, see, by that point, I actually wasn't even watching. I was just looking, I was just looking down at my phone. Um, yeah, and by that point, I just turned the TV off and walked out. After after that, I was like, nah, fuck this, I'm not watching it anymore. 
Um, so that was, aye, that was probably the lowest point. Um, it was, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think too much has been made of the goalkeeping performance. You could, yeah, I mean, definitely should have done better for probably all four goals. De- definitely the fourth one. Um, and the third, um, I think maybe too much has been made of that though. Um, and no enough's been made about the rest of the team's performance. You know, some of the players are just really, really not at it. Um, I thought Goldson was so poor. Um, I thought Tavernier was poor. Davis, Kamara, um, Absent, Lundstrom, you know, maybe a five out of ten, um, which is uncharacteristic for him. Cholak, pretty much absent. Ryan Kent had one of his typical games um, against Celtic. I just I just don't think he shows up against them, really, ever. He's, he's you know, maybe two two of his games that he's played against them, he's really turned it on. And, um, so, yeah, all round, it was um, pred- utterly predictable. It's it's what I would say. See on that, Josh, like prior to you coming on, we were talking a wee bit about the transfer window. Were you surprised that Wayne doesn't have made any moves once the new day had qualified for the Champions League? I seen a mental stat the other day. Rangers haven't spent more than £1 million on a central midfielder since Mo Edu. It's mental. Um, right. You are absolutely churning money out like there's no tomorrow at one point. Apparently, apparently it is, man. And, and I've had a real think about it. I can't think of anybody else. I mean, you know, what, I mean, you're talking centre mids, not wingers. And, um, you know, Clark I think it was a free. Lundstrom was a free. Chris will catch that one for us. Yeah, Chris uh, will yeah. right. You're right. It's, it's folk like Ryan Kent, the money's went on. Yeah. But that was like yeah. seven million, but he's a winger. Yeah. Yeah. I, can't, I can't think of any centre defenders. He was spent money on. So it's, uh, yeah, the, the window, I think, you know, hindsight's a great thing. You know, I, I was the first person to say that John, um, John McLaughlin would have been, was fine for a keeper. I've always thought John McLaughlin's fine. Um, We'll see. Uh, I don't think his whole Rangers career should be judged on that Celtic game. Um, but I definitely think we're light a striker. Light, light a, a different type of striker, definitely. Um, we're light a centre mid, I, I, I would think, a, a different type of centre mid. We've got a lot of centre mids that are quite samesy. Um, we're, we're light a centre attacking mid, but when you think about it, Alec, when Alec Lowry in... Um, Yanis Hadji are fit, you know, we're fine in that department, but they're, you know, they're both out. So, um, and to be honest, I don't think Matondo's turned out to be quite the winger that, that we'd hoped he would be. So, yeah, we are looking a bit light um, in certain areas, and particularly actually at centre back, you know, we're just, you know, we're just played with injuries. I think we need to get rid of, I, I'm, I'm actually surprised that we didn't get rid of more of the dead wood in the team um, in the window and I know we get rid of you know the likes of Simpson and Stephen Kelly went out as well uh, but you know I was thinking Roof Hollander you know if you can't maintain fitness you know you look at Conor Golson and James Tavernier why they're such you know important Rangers players is because they played 60 games a season um, and you know the likes of you, you. I mean you can be an absolutely fantastic player but if you only if you only play 10 games a season because you can't maintain fitness then you know what are you doing at a club 
So um, that that would be my kind of take on the window. Um, disappointing. Is is there no concern for you though that <clears throat> the two biggest like outgoing transfers in Scottish football came for yourselves and you didn't really spend money at other end, Josh? To be perfectly honest, including the fact though that you've went and got the Champions League money as well. You think you were sitting with a list of like players that you could bring in if obviously you made the Champions League what you did, but. It seemed like the range is just still at that point, yeah. I think the club are. It feels like the the club are. You know, it feels almost feels like the club are trying to be a wee bit like what Celtic were, kind of five, six years ago. Um, just being a wee bit frugal with the money. Um, when you know, in, in the modern, I mean, the modern market, you have to speculate to accumulate. You know, you, you can't get our market. It, 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 the market that Rangers and Celtic operate in is different to every other club in, in the SPFL. Um, we need, you know, we need to bring players in at, you know, three to six million and then look to be selling them on for 12 to 15, 20 million. That's the kind of market that we need to be looking at. And at the moment, I, I just don't think bringing in free transfers, you know, notable players as they are. I'm not saying that some of the free transfers aren't good. You look at John Souter, um, you know, you look at... Uh, you know, other players, I mean, other players that have come in on freeze, you know, um, Go- no, Goldson wasn't a free, he came in, um, he came in, I mean, Fashion Sakala, he's another one um, that came in on a free that I thought would go for more money. Um, so, you know, Ryan Jack and all, but, you know, he's doesn't no much resale value there. But So you're bringing in quality players, but I just don't know if you're bringing in players that can then, um, you don't get free agents that are going to, go and earn you 20, 30 million pounds. I don't think. You think the UEFA FFP monitoring that's going on has got anything to do with it? Do you think Rangers have maybe kind of board decided to rent it a wee bit? No idea. I could not tell you the first thing about that, honestly. Um, but I'm sure, hey, hey, let, let's let's go to uh, Hail Hail 1888, the Celtic blog, and we'll find out all about it. <laughs> I don't know if I've really about it. Well, so, I was then investigating the Rangers and I found it now. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, to be fair, right, I'll make a prediction. And now, though, Josh, is the fact that John Parks went into Rangers, obviously ex-Celtic, transfer guru or whatever you want to call him, he did recruitment. <clears throat> I wonder if the fact, though, that he's came in, he's maybe not had the right targets for Rangers at the time, didn't want to spend money as well on, well, a lot of shite. Pardon my language, but maybe that's what he's, he was not want to do. But I could imagine in January it might be a bit more lively. I heard there's speculation there might be after a few of the Celtic ball boys in January. Yeah, some movement for the boys behind the goals there, eh? Did you see the, the thing earlier where like, folk were complaining saying the game should be replayed because the Celtic ball boys weren't giving the Celtic players the ball quickly but not the Rangers players? That's an awful meltdown. <laughs> I'm honest. Do you remember that happened in the Scotland game? Uh, was it the Italy game? No, it was Scotland-France. And it was the French coach who was going on about uh, we were getting the ball, the ball boys weren't getting the ball to the French players that quick or something along the lines. And then when it came to the Italy game, the ball boy gave it to uh, the left-back rapid and then look at Tony Scott off it, eh? I don't know, man. I mean, I, I've got to say, 
Right, like, I'm not. I'm not getting into conspiracy theories, then, but but because no, I mean it isn't a conspiracy theory. You know, it, 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 the the ball boys thing is a tactic, and it's a legitimate tactic. You know, um, it's obviously works really well for Celtic because that's the way they want to play. Um, but What's you know, home advantage. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. And and the thing, I mean, the thing is as well. You know, I mean, how many? That's about how many times has Geo came up against Celtic now? What five, six times? You know, how many times at Celtic Park? Twice? That'll be the second time, once it's the third time. Third time. So the first one was a three 0 the second one was a one each draw. Oh yeah, so it was. Um yeah, um so we need to be more streetwise to that. Um we we know that that's you know, we know that's how they're gonna play. How many times have we watched them this season? You know, demolish teams. So yeah, uh, look, um, it wasn't a surprising result whatsoever. So uh, um I'm by it, I'm evolved past it now. George Rangers has not won at Celtic Park for two years. That that you, 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 would you say that's not good enough? Um, I mean, the thing is, you go through spells like that. I mean, Celtic went through several spell, you know, several periods during I, the night but, in a row that where they didn't win. I, but what, what 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 I mean is. Just it's all right getting beat at Celtic Park, but not <clears throat> not even putting in a performance, not even having a decent shot of goal. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, see, see, the thing is, if you you look at the stats, you know, the, the actual stats of that game on Saturday were actually pretty itchy peachy. Um, just Celtic were utterly clinical in the chances that Rangers allowed them. So, um, yeah. It's. I mean, it, it's the least of our worries as, as to where we're winning. We're all firms, in, in my view. But I will say, see, as a spectacle, um, as a spectacle, going off piece a wee bit, as a spectacle, I don't think that the game's the same anymore. You know, just with, with the limited fan capacities, I don't think it's really that kind of same level, um, which is a real shame. Well, I was going to say, what do you mean you were watching on the telly? But I forgot it was there, and presumably getting a ticket is quite difficult. Yeah, no, basically non-existent. Basically non-existent, unless you are um, in a, in a uh, flute band for Lark Hall. <laughs> ah, you, you need to be in our sanctum of Celtic as well to get a ticket for these games these days. There was a, there was a boy for just around the corner for me. He ended up getting made into a mem that weekend. There's a boy that was singing and shouting at half past twelve, and then quarter past one, he sent me <laughs> in his hands. I see him. I see him the paddy power. <laughs> I can't remember the court. Uh, fan denial. Was it fan, fan denial? denial. Uh, uh, I was. I seen them on it earlier. Yeah. I don't want to Josh or or anybody else, but do you know how many goals Celtic scored this season already? And I think we're only what six games into the season. 25 goals this season. Only oh, conceded one. That's uh, it's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. Mind you, hold on, tw- 25 was that? Aye. Right, so it, like, a third of them have came against Dundee United. <laughs> can we, can we, can we, aye, can, we, can, we, can we just put that in? You know what I mean? You were at the game, Scott, Scott were you on Saturday? You at the game, Scott, on Saturday? Aye, sorry, mate. Aye, aye, can I Did you have a nice time? Um, 
But the see me, if you want to see something funny, you can kind of see me. Obviously, I know where I sit. But when the fourth goal went in, you actually see me with my hands in my head going, I can't believe what I've just watched here. Because at Celtic, before the game, I thought we were it was going to be a tight game. I genuinely did because I thought Rangers would have stuck the boot in a bit more, kind of got <clears throat> in our faces because they wouldn't want another another game like the one in February, the 3 nothing. But <sighs> I did not expect Rangers to be as bad as what they were. And Celtic were playing the way they've played all season. And it's phenomenal to watch. Like, like one of the best things for me is when, well, I think it was Hattati and McGregor kept having shots, he actually initiated the full press. And Rangers didn't know what to do. Like, one of them would come out for the midfield and press, obviously press the ball, but then the rest of the attacking players were pressing it as well. And Rangers didn't know what to put it at, at times. And it was it was brilliant to watch for me, but if you're a Rangers fan, that's got to be kind of a bit worrying. Like, they couldn't deal with the pressure. I wonder what it was going to be like against Ajax. For the I think week. it helps. That you've got more settled side now. Oh, Aye. 100%. As Chris said earlier, for August last year to January, I wouldn't say we were, we're, we're good, we're, we're really good, but we're not as good as we have been since since January on to now. It's just showed what actually giving a manager time to implement his own system actually does for teams. Like, one of the worst things I've actually seen recently in Scottish football has got to be the Jack Ross situation how that man got two I know that the fellow was followers in the changing room and that but how he only got two months at a job and sacked how you meant to run a football club like that do you know what I mean but we're we've put faith in a manager that is was Chris you'll be able to tell me better was was it one of the worst starts in so many so many years when he first came in oh the, the three defeats early on because right, it was mm. the first time he'd lost the opening game since 97 Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the three defeats up to, was it middle of September? Because we're just about a, a calendar year now since we lost in the league. Mm-hmm. Well, that was, was, what it, was what it was. was folks shouting for his head at that point. No, I, I don't think there was many Celtic fans. I think it was more media. We're kind of going, we're kind of criticising, heavily criticising. And it just shows how long, well, how helpful it is to give a manager time to implement what he's wanting to play, what the way he's wanting to play with a team. I mean, you compare what we've got now to the days of what we're playing like Mitchelland of, of, of Denmark where we just we weren't ready and mm-hmm. we knew we, we knew going into those qualifiers last season we weren't going to be ready and it was actually surprising to me how quickly Postacoglu managed to turn things around so I the first few weeks in September and stuff weren't great and then the game at Ibrox was, I, I think we went to that game at Ibrox and we still had Edward in the team and he was his head mm-hmm. was done he was away already and he said um, and we pushed mm-hmm. Kyogo out to play him in there, and it kind of ruined the game for us. But since that, and then I think it was a Livingston defeat game after that, it's been, as I said earlier, it wasn't great up to the January, because there was some of those games where we kind of ground out the result, but we did grind them out, and we started to settle the defence. We weren't losing the stupid goals. But we lost stupid goals at Tynecastle in, the, in the, the first game. Whereas we, we, we didn't really lose them after that. But I think... I mean, it, uh, on you go. I was going to say to, to me when I seen it turn around was as early as was it was, was the name Jablonets or Jablonets or the, the 
Slovenian or Slovakian team or something. The team we played after Michelin of Denmark when we dropped into Europa League. You seen in the away game there what Postacoglu was all about. And that was that's when I was that's when I got kind of on board, I think. Because up until then, I didn't know who he was. So I didn't know what way things were going to go. When I seen what he put into place that day, I thought, this guy's going to work out really well. And it's, mm. so it's proved. The, the big question for me now is going to be, can we do it in Europe? Because last <laughs> season, we, like, we showed what we could do against Real Betis in the opening game in the, the Europa group, Europa League group. And then it kind of fell away after about 20 minutes. And then by the time we played Real Betis again, we beat them at Celtic Park. We played Leverkusen in the game before that. We probably should have beat them, but it, we, we kind of binned it in the last 15, 20 minutes of that game. So we kind of showed what we're capable of in Europe last season at times, but we couldn't sustain it through the 90 minutes. Yeah. I don't know what, I, Bodo Glump's the one that annoys me more than anything else because we just never turned up for either leg of that game. It's going to be a different ask in the Champions League, obviously, because we're another big step up in quality. And... I, I, I think Real Madrid's maybe a free hit because we're playing the European champions. Now, it's not the first time the European champions have come to Celtic Park and they've been beaten. But if we lose to Real Madrid, it's Real Madrid. If we can get a oh. decent result, even a decent performance against Real Madrid, that isn't going to be one of these, oh, we blow it kind of moments. I think that will be something else to build on. And that's where we need to, that's where we need to make the progress this season. Domestically, we're hitting the form as you would hope them to do. We're carrying on from where we finished last season without the running out of steam like we did at the end of last season. We need to start doing it in Europe now and we've been needing to do it, start doing it in Europe for a long time. That's where I want to see Costa Coglu take us further forward than we have been in a long time. You for me, Chris, see them all night. Anything less than two goals to Celtic and a clean sheet, I'll be very, very disappointed. <laughs> Scott, I was surprised you went back to I've already put I put two put two nothing on on Saturday night when I came in with a couple of, couple of pints in me but 281 £2 that was it to me it feels like it's been a long time since Celtic Park was the fortress it used to be in Europe where even mm-hmm. the biggest teams yeah. in Europe would come and they'd be happy with a draw I remember Bayern Munich going in with a draw in 2003 and they were delighted with that draw. I mean, it did, it did obviously make a difference to them in the group because they, they qualified and we didn't because we lost to Leon. But, I mean, there's, there's been teams like Man United have come. AC Milan were came as European champions in 2007 and we beat them. It's, it's been a long time since we've done that. We haven't had that fortress. Now, if we can restore that, that would be amazing. Um, but it's, again, it's going to be a big ask. I think we've got a, a, we might have the group to do it, though. Because, like I said, Real Madrid's a free hit, but the other two, Mm-hmm. On a day, we could take them. We've already beat Leipzig recently, a couple of years ago, when Neil Lennon was in charge. And that was, that was, already, that was in the Europa League, we beat them. But we've proved we're, we're capable of standing toe to toe with them. So that's the level I want to get us at. We put the poll out yesterday about who's going to do better out of Celtic and Rangers in Europe this year. And 80% went for Celtic, as opposed to 20% with Rangers. I wonder how much you like him back in the game, though. Because that, that poll went out just after the Celtic Rangers game. Rangers are a bit more European mindset. They know how to get the results in Europe, which Celtic haven't done. There's some stat the last time he knocked somebody out of Europe was the 2003 04 season when we knocked Barcelona out. That's the last time he won when it wasn't a qualifier. Now, we're in a group stage at the moment, so that doesn't really apply at the moment. But Rangers have time and again ground out the results, and they've got some fantastic results. 
one-off results in there. Like the, the game in Dortmund last season was phenomenal. But even recently, they got a draw at Ibrox against PSV and then went to uh, the Netherlands and won. That wasn't easy. And they got the result they needed. And there might be a bit of luck in there because PSV had a few decent chances in there which they didn't take. But when Rangers' chance came out along, they took it. They won the game 1-0 and now they're the champions looking PSV aren't. They've got the mindset to do these things. So I, for me, it's going to be very interesting how this Champions League uh, group stage pans out because I think the groups that the two have got are probably a, roughly even. I mean, there's no... Like, for a change, Celtic didn't get like, oh, here's PSV and Manchester City to get absolutely gubbed four of the six games. We've got a group that we can compete in. I think Rangers have got a group they can compete in as well. Whether they'll get through to the last 16 in the Champions League or drop into Europa League remains to be seen. But I think those are goals that are, are achievable for two teams that were pot for is, is a good position to be in. See, see, for me, I think you're talking about Rangers in Europe there. I don't know what you're stepping Josh's toes here, but I think they're actually, the way they play is actually better suited to Europe where they can absorb a bit of pressure. I know, obviously, when they're playing teams in Scotland, we've got Rangers and Celtic have got abundance and riches against the kind of teams in our league. When you're playing against teams like, obviously, you're talking about PSV, they can kind of sit back a bit more, a bit deeper, and bring on a bit of pressure and then press forward. And I think that was actually maybe one of the problems on Saturday, that Rangers were expected to press us, and they didn't have it in their, didn't have it in their tank, yeah. I mean, I mean, see, to be honest, um, I, I, I do think that Celtic will probably fare better in, will probably fare better in Europe, um, and the reason for that is that I think we've got a harder. I do think we've got a harder group. Um, I'm not massively optimistic about our chances in the group. I think Napoli are, you know, really a very good team. Ajax are Ajax. Um, and then there's just this small matter of Liverpool. So, um, you I'm know, struggling I, Liverpool just now. Mm-hmm. I think, struggling. yeah, they're, they're struggling. Did they know what, what was our score last weekend? No, 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 uh, no, the weekend, <laughs> no, the weekend <laughs> before that. Aye, 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 they fucking battered somebody nine 0 Aye, Bournemouth. So, aye, well, you know, all the, I mean, all the same. They're, I mean, they're still, you know, a, a serious, serious... I read somewhere Liverpool's... So she's one... winning 9-0 impressive now, because when Southampton did it against Dundee United, that wasn't... That's a third of their goals. But Liverpool do it, that's... Right, OK. That and someone fine. Just checking. Well, it's all... Re- no, I mean, it's all relative, isn't it? Right? So, you think Bournemouth I mean... would beat Dundee United? <laughs> uh, I think... I think Bonesmouse Bones has certainly got enough money to... I, 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 the amount of money that Bonesmouse has spent on their team, I think, yes, they should be fucking beating Dundee United. But, you know, I, I would be the first to be supporting Dundee United in that tie, uh, let me tell you. But, you know, so what I'm saying is that Liverpool are worth $1.5 billion. Um, you know, Oh, you can't do this to pay like listen, it's Scotland. Listen. You're not allowed that debate in Scotland about Rangers and Celtic coming on the money. But then when it's Champions no, League in Europe... God, God forbid should anybody enjoy their team winning. <laughs> yeah, no, but look, look I, I, I'm, not saying, I, I'm, not saying that, I'm not saying that we, we can't get results. Obviously, we can get results, right? Um, certainly at Ibrox. I, I would, you know, I'll take any team at Ibrox um, over the 90 minutes. Um, but I just... 
I think it's going to be more difficult to sustain it across six games. Um, you know, Leipzig been there, done that, uh, boys. So, you know, uh, I mean, you you have your wee uh, game with Leipzig. It's uh, we've been there, done that. Um, European finals and all that. You know what I mean? Um, so, I, I just think Celtic have got a bit of. A, a, I think Shakhtar and Leipzig at Celtic Park are easier prospects than the likes of Napoli and Ajax at, Celt- at, at, at Ibrox. Um, Having said that, though, both tough groups. I think Chris is right. Real Madrid is a, is a free hit, you know. Um, I, I personally, I don't see Celtic getting anything out of that. I don't think we would get anything out of that because it's Real Madrid. So um, you know, we'll see it. We'll see how they go. Um, I'll be happy if we finish third and get Europa League uh, uh, based on our group. I will be happy. I'll be fucking over the moon if we finish second or first. But you know, with, with my Hat of realism on, um, you know. I look at I look at the disparity of the finances, and I think hmm, we are going to find it difficult. In the same way that Saint Mirren going away to Celtic Park or Ibrox would say we are going to find this difficult. You might not be that bad, like PSV and Ajax. There's not much difference between them. You not let them out. I, I well, I know, I know, but, you, but I've got to say, PSV are a very good team. See that game, like they are. We, Chris said, you know, we did right for luck a wee bit in that game. They are a very good team, um, and Ajax are just. I mean, they are probably, you know, they're probably one of my favourite European continental clubs. They're just iconic. You know, they just produce so much good talent. And looking through their squad, they, you know, they, I mean, they might have sell a few of their players like they do every year, but they always replace. They always bring up for the youth and. People always forget that Ajax are actually really good at managing their money quite well as well. Um, they do buy players from Brazil, from other places, from Portugal, um, from other places in Europe, you know, at, you know, the 10, 12, 15 million fees. And then they sell them on for 50, 60 million easy. You know, they do that all the time. And then there's the, the additional factor of bringing through a constant stream of youth players that are always good enough to at least play in the top flight in the Netherlands, if not make the Ajax first team. So they will be a very, very um, tough nut to crack, I think. See, see what you were saying, Josh, uh, about, um, obviously we were having a, a joke before you came on about like John McLaughlin and stuff like that, right? but <clears throat> he's part of the reason why Rangers are in the Champions League, right? because if you think back to the first game against... Who was it? Union or something like that? USG. The game, yeah, I exactly. The game could have been over in the first leg. It could have been three now, you know. And um, you know, um, McLaughlin pulled off a brilliant save. What was it in the last minute? So, um, a, a lot of Rangers fans maybe forget that that he's part of the reason why Rangers are in the Champions League last season. And then again, how many times did McGregor help him in the, the way you, Europa League final last season as well? That's a question. Would you put McGregor in for the game against Ajax? Um, it's a hard one. I think it's a bit unfair in McLaughlin, if I'm honest. You know, Mike, Mike was saying there that, you know, it's largely thanks to McLaughlin that we've, we've managed to get to in the Champions League. Um, so I think it's harsh on him after one terrible performance. So and, and I don't think he's a bad keeper at all. Yet to be seen whether or not he's he's Rangers standard. 
Um, but I, I don't think I would put McGregor in, but I do think we're lighter goalie. Um, I, I think if Ross McCrory was going to come in and play for Rangers, I think he would be doing that by now. So I think we need to be looking... Ross McCrory? Robbie. Robbie, Robbie, sorry. sorry Robbie. You can't have Ross McCrory, he's busy. Yeah. Um, right, so, I mean, if he was going to come in and... Um, playing nets, I think he would be by now. Um, he's, he's about the same age that Al McGregor started playing properly for Rangers. Um, and, you know, he he's, doesn't really seem... I mean, Alan McGregor, Alan McGregor re-signing and, you know, keeping Robbie McCrory in that perpetual number two slot, you know, just shows that, you know, maybe... Eh, number three slot, I should say. Um, you know, it just shows that maybe he's not going to be um, looked at going forward. So, yeah, um, I think we're a goalkeeper light. But I don't think, I mean, there was there was certainly nobody in Scotland. People people say that we should have looked at Segrist, uh, we should have looked at Xander Clark. You know, personally, I don't think any of them were good enough anyway. So I think, you know, unless um, we, we could have found somebody on the continent, I think John McLaughlin was probably the best shout for a keeper. Didn't you get your cat? Didn't you start the campaign well? Didn't you get a result against Ajax or not? Um, hard, hard to say. Um, yeah, it, hard to say. It's away. It's at the Amsterdam Arena. It's intimidating place to go. You know, it's it's. But you know, Europe is where Europe is where Rangers turn up, and I've got my own theories about this. I've got you know, with my, you know, with, with my. Scottish Scottish football hat on. I think we've got a lot of um, young English players like Ryan Kent, um, Glenn Kamara. You know, well, I know he's finished, but he's English raised. He's only he's only twenty eight. Uh, Belter, Belter. Never gets old that one. Oh, never, never, never. never. Um, aye, so I think we've got a lot of kind of you know those type of players that when the when, when they see the Champions League, they come alive, and that's when they really, really want to perform. Um, and I don't think I, I think they're quite guilty at times of domestically not meeting up to those levels. So we'll see. I'm actually I'm, I'm going to have to stream it on my phone on Wednesday night because um, I've got a prior engagement on Wednesday night, which is a fucking pain in the ass. So uh, I'm well, going to have to... unless unless you're getting married. What on earth could you be doing? It's more important. It's quite poor. Uh, it's a, it's uh, well, it's actually I'm going to a, a campaign rally for um, with the with the uh, various uh, trade union organisations on Wednesday night. So it's it's something that I can't really get out. Of are any, you going? Uh, are you away to play a flute in a band to see if you can get a ticket for Celtic Park next time? Yes, yes. That no, it's but flute lessons actually. It's flute lessons <laughs> and drum. Uh, I mean, at the training actually, what you need to do is you need to. Um, start eating loads and loads of pies and burgers um, so that you, you end up really fat. And then what you do is uh, they take you to the barber and then you sh- they shave your head. And uh, that's your training complete. So that's Wednesday night for me. Gosh, you're definitely the boy with the bat and I can see it right now. Oh, the uh, boy, in the, uh, boy in the video online. Hey, <laughs> by the way, you know, everybody was laughing at that, but the boys go some skill. <laughs> Right, for a Champions League contingent, I've got a question. And actually, Erin, you can answer this as well. Well, that's kind of you, thank you. No, so, it's only, it was only for the Champions League people. No, Never no, mind me. 
he only asked it to the Champions League people, but I'll we can adapt it, right? So first of all, Chris, Scott, and Michael, he has asked the three of you to put in order your favourite Champions League nights. Now he said only Man U, AC Milan, and Barcelona, but there might be other ones that you've got. Or, I know on the sound especially not for me. Who's who's going first? You go first, here as you're talking. Oh no. Um <laughs> probably Scott to, up there for me is obviously Barcelona's first. Like Adam Matthews mark Messi at the game. Like in what world is that possible? Do you know what I mean? Uh can I well yeah, top three? Aye. Second second one. Has got to be Lazio away. I mean, no Champions League. Oh, Champions League. Oh, Aye. Jesus. Apologies. Um, Man City at home then three each. Yeah. That that overhead kick for Dembele. It wasn't the most elegant overhead kick you've ever seen, but oh my god, when that hit the back of the net, I've never heard a noise like that in a good while. Um. What other? I'm just I'm. I'm trying to think of the ones that I was I was at rather than watching on the telly because it's it's totally different ball game when you're at them. Um, obviously, with all the Mark O'Neill games and the Gordon Strachan ones, I, did, I was the season ticket holder at the time. And as Chris was saying, that man, that Man United game's got to be up there. Um, but I think I think I'll, you know what I'll go with Man City away, one each. Uh, Paddy Roberts scored. I think it was within ten minutes, and we were sitting in the we were sitting in the home end at the time. And when the ball hit the back of the net, it was kind of hard to contain your uh, joyous excitement. And I think we kind of noised up a few Man City fans by by accident. And I actually seen my pal sitting on the far side of me. He was in the Man City end as well. He got dragged up to the stewards. The stewards were throwing him up. Pulling him out with the arms, so he'll no mind me saying then Barry's arms were behind his back, and then uh, all the Man City fans were all taking free digs at him <laughs> as he was getting pulled out <laughs> because obviously he's wearing the Celtic scarf underneath his jacket and they all spotted him. Yeah, uh, aye, that's going to be a third one for me. I'd say. Right. Okay. What about you, Chris? I'd love to see the Juventus game, but I missed it. So for only one of the ones we were actually at. I think one of my favourite nights, and you'll probably hate this because he's a wee Torah these days. Um, Kenny Miller was outstanding for us against Benfica in the 3-0 <laughs> game. Like Stephen Pearson got the other goal that night. Kenny Miller got two of them. That was a brilliant night. That was some of the best football Celtic played was in that Benfica match under Strachan. That would just be blown them away. And a sort of similar theme. We beat Anderlecht 3-1 in 2003. And again, we absolutely annihilated that Anderlecht team. And that had a young Vincent company in it, that team. Um, they, so they'd beaten us like 1-0 and, uh, away from him with 10 men and we were pissed off at that. But we came back, blew them away in the first half. They got a dodgy penalty in the second half. Um, but that was another one of the performances where it was absolutely fantastic. Can only pack three because <laughs> it's been a few. Aye, like, the, the, like the, I mean, the obvious ones that we mentioned already. Like the, the like, I don't want to say the Barcelona game because the Barcelona game was stressful for about 90 minutes. <laughs> we do magical moments. Um, 
So that was more of the one, one of the ones that you, you more enjoyed it after the event because you'd seen something amazing rather than enjoying it at the time. So I think the other game that I would have to go for, I mean, I think the Man United game is probably the same because that was a moment of brilliance for Nakamura, another moment of brilliance for Boris. I would go with Leon, same season as Anderlecht. We scored two amazing goals that night in a game that was a really competitive game against a really good Leon team. And the first goal had like about 90 passes in it. Uh, it was finished off by Liam Miller. God bless his soul. And the second one was a great illustration of Henry Larson and Chris Sutton, what a pair they made because Sutton went over and took a throw in, gave it to Larson, and then sprinted into the box. And Larson hung onto the ball long enough for him to get there and just landed it right in his head for 2 0. And it was a that was an absolutely brilliant performance for Celtic. So that was I mean that was two of the same season that we got. Ben's about Leon then. What's that? Was Ben's about Leon then? <sighs> I can't I remember. It was it was a, it was Janino and his free kicks yeah. that everybody banged on about back then for that Leon mm. team. And he well, well he never scored that against us in the away game, but um he kind of <laughs> I don't think it hit a bar or something, and then somebody followed in the rebound when the Celtic defence was sleeping. That was their opening goal that night. But I Janino was a superb player. And that, that, I mean, that's another one that's like the number of amazing players I've seen come to Celtic Park over the years. I mean, like another one I never mentioned was the AC Milan game, which we won it to death. Um, so, I mean, like, I think, was Ronaldinho in that team for Milan that, that year? I think he might have been. I'm sure he's, yeah. Did he score a penalty? That's, 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 that's a bit for him there. Can't remember now. I just remember Kaka being phenomenal for them, eh? I, yeah. I, I remember Kaka more for the, the last 16 game. Where right. We went, went the extra time over there and he scored the, the only goal of the tie. And we were robbed because Nakamura should have a penalty over there. Right. Okay. Michael, what about your top three? Yeah, so I would, <coughs> I would have to go with um, the Barcelona game and I'm still waiting for Tony Hawk to come back. I, I don't know where it is now. Um, I was actually thinking about uh, what Scott was saying about Man City game, but it was a good game, good atmosphere, but for me it felt a, a defeat, even though it was a grow in that game because we put so much effort into it and typical Scottish team, we just, you know, give them a go away late if you'd be given a sweet kill win. Um, but I would go for the Juventus game. I think, I don't know if, the boys can help me here, but like I think it was Goggins Kraken at the time with Martin O'Neill when Big Bobo was in the team. Um and I think we won that one. Um so uh, game. No. I I at, at home. Uh, that was in the I think that was in the group stages that game. Martin O'Neill, mate, aye. That was who it was. Martin O'Neill. Uh, it was two thousand one. There you go. Uh, one see, more. We're, see, we're talking about that that season, that 2001 campaign started off with Celtic 1 and 3 1 in Ajax. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's doable. I away from home. Aye. Yep. Um, yeah, like that wrong, right? <laughs> so uh, obviously, um, I, I, and I'd. I'd yeah, I don't know what, what would be my, my third one. Uh, like, um, 
Uh, we beat Man United that we at Parkhead as well, one now, but Nakamura uh, with a ten up my um so I think that would be my, my three. Right, okay. What were your three top European nights at Ibrits, Josh? European or Champions League? We'll go Champions League. Um, I mean, it's hard, it's hard for me because, I mean, most of, my, most of the Champions League nights I remember at Rangers were when I was quite a bit younger um, because obviously we've not been in the Champions League for 2010. Um, so, I mean, if you're talking Champions League, what, what, I mean, one... one the one campaign I particularly remember uh, was because I went to two of the games when I was a wee boy. My dad took me. Um, we went to uh, 2-1 Stuttgart. Um, Charlie Adam and Jean-Claude Dashville. So that was against... It was either... I think it was... Ba- no, it wasn't Balak. Somebody... Who was a player? German player with a slick black hair. It's a fucking... It was a baller. I can't remember his name. Who were you playing um, against? Dado Porso, remember? St- Stuttgart, no. Stuttgart. Oh, Stuttgart. Stuttgart, aye. Uh, uh. Would have been the 08. I think it was the... I'm sure it was the season that Rangers got to the... Uh, it was. Yeah, aye. it was. Aye, aye. So that would have been the 08 Champions League, wouldn't it? Um, that, if, if we're talking... Uh, I, so at uh, Ibrox or in Champions League, John? Yeah, Ibrox. All right, OK. Um, nil nil against Barcelona. That campaign as well. Um, to my record, I was that campaign, wasn't it? Um, I just remember because I look back on it now and I think, wow, Ronaldinho, Henri and Messi, you know, front three, no bad. Um, and then I was, my other one was going to be the 3 0 away to Leon. Um, I. I'm struggling because I mean, the, the rest of the Champions League games were when I, I mean, <laughs> the rest of their mem- memorable ones. I mean, there was that awful campaign the next year where we didn't win a single game. Um, but you're talking, you know, games before that. I mean, I didn't even go to um, a, a Champions League game till that campaign in, in a way. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, if I'm going to if I'm going to go, I would, I would say the three 0 the three 0 away to Leon. Even though I was I was at home for that one, that was the best Champions League night I, I remember. Just can't believe that. In terms of European nights, um, you know, you're talking some of the ones over the past few years. Um, you know, I mean, de- I mean, any Rangers fan with a salt will tell you that the best night Ibrox has ever seen is that um, that game versus Leipzig. Um, you know. The atmosphere after it, the, the you know, insane, insane. Um, yeah, three-two Braga coming back for two-nil down. That was incredible as well. Janis Hadji, I remember, just kind of announced himself to the world in that game almost. So yeah, it's seen some memorable, certainly some memorable nights um, in the um, Europa League in the past couple of years. But many more memorable nights in the Champions League to come. I hope to make some of them this uh, this this very season. Erin, so you don't well, feel am, left am I out. This, am I? Top three European nights at Petardi. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Do you know what? We've, we've been in European competitions because <laughs> we weren't down in the third division for years. Put him, put Josh on, just make him go away. 
Um, see for all the European, all the European games there that Josh is talking about. That's mad for a club of like twelve year old to be <laughs> experiencing all the Champions League nights, eh? I know it'd be nice for them as well. A little, a little try out of Europe and then straight out of Europe. Do you go into the Europa League if you come out of Champions League groups? If you finish third. Oh, so oh, mind you, they still got to play off then. Aye, I don't know if I agree Aye. with all this, by the way, that if you get out, what you go into another comp. No. Ah. Uh, and then, so is it? There must be a. Is there some sort of route to go for the Europa League into Europa Conference League? No. No, no. But but what 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 I'm saying is like, could could, could someone like I mean I, I don't know a big team in the in the Conference League I don't know who's a big the uh, the sorry the Europa League this season say it's I don't know Valencia or something like that I don't know right could they theoretically drop into the Europe the Conference League and get hearts? Man United could do. So if Man yeah, United yeah. were to finish third in the oh, sorry, if Man United were to finish aye, third in the Europa League group, they would then have a playoff against a team that was second in the conference group. It's a shambles, isn't it? It's just one big aye. club. One big club and we're no in it, by the way, isn't it? These mm. these big these big super rich teams just setting up everything with UEFA to make sure that the it's always the biggest, richest teams that reach the finals. Don't get me started. So we enjoy it when we can probably if the way football's going. Um, but I go back to you, Erin. Which are your top three um, that you've experienced? Um, so, an obvious one, I think, that I think you'll agree with, John. The 4 0 Copenhagen. Okay, yep. Brilliant, outstanding. Um, also, I tend to be overly, I would say, not overly confident, but I'm always pretty optimistic. I'm never going to bet on us to lose. Um, I did not expect that at all. Outstanding. Um, the 2-1 win against Limassol should have been 2017. Can't be, no, okay. maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it was something. Um, where Graham Shinney scored the winner was brilliant. It was, I don't know how, like, why particularly, but it was just a great night. It was like a lovely summer's evening. It was really warm. My dad and I went for a drink before and I said, I'll see if we can get a seat. And he's like, no, it's too busy. And no point, we'll be sitting for the next. 90 minutes anyway we'll just stand here stood at the Trodri the whole game crowd singing had no voice for about two days the away leg wasn't as great um, but that was good um, the hacking game was actually good insofar as I thought oh this is going to be great this is going to be fine Stephen Glass might have settled in it'll be okay we've got Scott Brown who seems to be good this is all going to be fine it wasn't fine spoiler but um Probably. The Limassol one was actually brilliant. It was a really good atmosphere. It was just... just I think we had a really good squad then. Also, I'm going to throw in a Champions League one. Um, I was at the Man City Spurs 4-3 at the no, no, Atlanta. It was one of the best neutral games count. I've been to. So that there you go. Have seen some Champions League. And when we come second this season, we'll get Champions League as well. And of course, they have to play in Real Madrid. So, um, anybody know any Scottish teams that have beat Real Madrid in the past? Right, exactly. I, I don't mind. I oh, you can beat them. You can beat them like in the groups, just not in the final. Aye, I, I couldn't believe when I was doing my research in terms of when the groups were announced that you only played Real Madrid once, once. ever in European I'll history. Beat them in, like a park. in a competitive match, that seems as crazy. And then, I think Scott knows this one because that's how he's put on a two 0 bet. Aye, that was the, that was the score of the last time Celtic played them at Celtic Park. My class game, Doyle. 
There was, wait, wait um, till you read the, the, the stats tomorrow. There's a brilliant result in there involving Real Madrid. I'm going to save it and you can read it on Twitter. I was well impressed. And then you face Shakhtar twice. <laughs> we have the uh, European competition and Leipzig right. once, but Leipzig are you know, pretty new to this business. Right. It's, and yeah, it's, it's literally every single team that we've played in this group stage, we've beat them at Celtic Park and lost away. <laughs> and then Rangers have never faced Napoli in competitive fixture. I never, I, I, never I've, faced I've, Liverpool in a competitive fixture. No, no. And they played Ajax four times and lost four times. But have, 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 have any Scottish team played Napoli? Question. Mm. Don't remember. <coughs> certainly, it's still confirmed tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I no, don't... no, tomorrow. I'll wait to report it. I don't. Re- I don't remember um, anyone. Napoli's the one that I'm. You know, particularly, I'm not going away to Napoli. I wish I fucking was. Um, really, really wish I was going away to that. If, it's, if you've ever been in Naples, um, the city's just. It's 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 a bit like I don't know if. Naples is like what Glasgow is. So Naples to Rome is look like what Glasgow is to Edinburgh. The Naples is rubbish, is it? That's interesting. It's 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 a real city, you know. It's <laughs> it's dirty, full of working class people. See, see, when we went to you've know, gone to the Celtic Lazio game, I've never witnessed anything like Naples. So we got dropped. We our flight came into Naples, and we you get the train to. Naples up to Rome, and when we got off the go off the plane into a taxi, we said to the taxi driver, "Right, if you can get us to the train station by this time, we'll get X amount of money." And the boy went, "Fantastic, brilliant!" And you get, and you get. So we jumped in the taxi. This guy was mounting curbs all over the place. I've never witnessed driving like this in my life. My dad was holding on to me and holding on to the door. Didn't know what to do. Didn't know where to look. Oh, mate, I, remember going to Rome. I remember going to Rome, I remember going to a hotel, straight away, get out of the taxi, boom, first time we seen a car crash. Just mental driving in Italy and congenital. And then after he'd... Right, we've walked on the pavements where this guy was mounting, like, I'm telling you, this was, a, this was a full fear. We got there 20 minutes early. <laughs> right, go around up with a quick prediction. Napoli Nap- Nap- have played one Scottish team in the past. It was a 1967 68 Inter City's first cup. And the second round, they played Hibernian. And amazingly, Napoli won 4 1 in Italy, and then Hibernian won 5 0 at Easter Road to get through. 67 was that? 67 68. Was that, yeah. was that around the time uh, George Best, or is that too late or too early? Oh, now you're asking, I can't remember what he played. But he wasn't in the score sheet anyway. Duncan, Quinn, Cormac, Stanton and Steen were the five goal scorers that night. What a game that they been to. Right, quick predictor. Predictor, predictor. Even how many points Celtic and Rangers will get in the Champions League. Right, I'm going alphabetical. So, Aaron, how many points are Celtic getting? Oh, right, okay. Um... How many games they got to play? Six. Yeah. Um, three wins. Three. Twelve. Twelve. Four wins. Right. Okay. And three, No. Sorry. Eleven. Three wins <laughs> and two draws and a loss. Like that. 
it's still pretty good, isn't it? Right, okay, and Rangers? Um, I think probably zero. <laughs> uh, genuinely, probably... <laughs> You're no helping the Abergreens, are you here? Like... This is really painful. Um, <laughs> eight, two wins, two draws. Right, okay. Uh, uh, but I can't... Well, no, because... Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, it's horrible, actually. Right, okay. Right, Josh. How many for Celtic? Uh, who'd it go? Um, Leipzig, Shakhtar. Leipzig, Shakhtar and Real Madrid. They'll, they'll get nothing off Real. Uh, they'll get... Um, I think they might They might take four off of Shakhtar. Um, and... Uh, Leipzig. Uh, I think they'll take four off of Leipzig. So what's that? Eight? Eight, eight. And how many for Rangers? We'll take four off of Liverpool. Uh, one <laughs> off of Ajax. Uh, and three off of Napoli. So eight. Done in such eight, a baffling I, way. I think he was trying to be funny because he'd said earlier they would struggle against Liverpool. Maybe. Oh no, 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 no. Look, I am fully, I'm fully expecting, considering the fact that um, you know, I, I've, I looked up the US stock exchange market today. Liverpool Incorporated are worth one point five billion dollars, right? So, that earlier. See if they don't absolutely pump us, then. Is this why you were late on the podcast? Some some shareholders are, are mm-hmm. not going to be getting good dividends this uh, this coming close season. Uh, so Liverpool Link need to need to pump us. But seeing football in terms, I think uh, we'll take. Uh, I think they're in for a bit of a rude awakening coming to Ibrox. Right, okay, Chris, how many for Celtic? Uh, I don't want to sell a little copy and Josh, but I'm going to go for eight apiece. I think the best can get eight. They both can get eight. Right, I don't Michael. Know if I think I'll do it the same way, Josh. You suggest I'll do it. I said the same amount as Josh. No, I'm, I, I say zero again. Put it back to zero. Right, Michael. Um, good, good to have a joke here, Josh. Hopefully, you, you enjoy this joke. Um, we'll get about um, eight points and we'll get three penalties because of VR. Um, because if it was in the league, we'll get a big zero. That was a, a joke, sorry. Um, and no get after there, so I presume that wasn't funny, sorry. Sorry, um, we, we can edit it out. No one laughs at my jokes either, Michael. Ah, uh, well, well, yeah. Right. Um, we can put in a laugh track, can't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Rangers will finish the group with eight points. Right. And Celtic will finish with eight as well, did you say? Nine. Nine, right, okay. Yep. What wouldn't surprise me in the least is if Rangers go through with eight and Celtic get out with nine. It's happened before, mm. is it not? Like, it's it's happened before. before yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, because there's always a lot of people more than invited up with things like that happen, but it's usually because the team is stages, it's the format of the competition and that's that. You need uh, the fourth team to also be competing to have any chance of getting eight or nine points. See if the bottom team's rotten, you've got no chance. Right. Miguel, I know you've got Celtic winning the Champions League this year, so how many you get them getting in the group stage? Um, I think we'll get all nine points at him, mate. To be honest, uh, and away for him, I think we'll end up with sixteen points. We'll just draw across in Madrid. Nah, I'm only kidding. <coughs> Realistically, in my in my head, surely to God, I, I think we'll take six off his chapter. Just the way that everything is, it's without getting political. They're not even playing their own. Their own ground and stuff like that. That's going to affect a team like that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it can have the obviously the opposite effect. I remember the Scotland game right enough, but six off of them, you've got to fancy yourself for three at home against Leipzig. Nine, I think you could get one away for home as well. Ten, you know what? Thirteen points. Because I think we're <laughs> going to beat the Madrid. There you go. Hey, okay, thirteen points. Well, where someone's going more mad than I have. I was, I was being nice. Where, where is it, Shakhtar, playing their home games for this championship? Also, Legia. Is it Legia's going? So, aye, so we, we actually looked up to book it, but I think it was best that we didn't go because I think the Legia fans are a bit mental. Um, gone in the last time. So they all get, all their season ticket holders got priority for the Shakhtar games. So they took up the majority of the package so they could go obviously like but I think I think in kind of a backward way as well they, they hate us for some reason so I think they actually there's a lot of fans took them up just so we couldn't get extra tickets there it's not kind of a bad way uh, uh, that's what that is mate and then what's Rangers getting? I'm going to be like Josh here I've got to find a span of the match I think they will take points off the Liverpool because I think for what I've watched the Liverpool, I think they've been poor this season. And I think the Bournemouth game was an anomaly to the way they have been playing. I watched them against Man United. I watched them. Was it New? Did they drop points against Newcastle? Um, I, 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 yeah. I didn't think it was up too much. Like they're, they're struggling with it, Manny. The big boy Nunes up front. I think if Goldson has the same kind of game as he said against that boy Dion the other night against PSV, I think he could mark him at the game if he's up top his cell. Uh, so say, say three against Liverpool at home, I'd say Ajax, I'm not going to run away. I, I think I'm going to end up with nine points as well, mate, to be perfectly honest. Nine points are going for right. Mm-hmm. I'll not forget Hearts in Europa League, uh, not a conference, sorry. So quickly, Erin, how many for Hearts? Two. Um... Yeah. No, genuinely, probably about two wins, two draws, maybe six. I can't, I oh, honestly that'd just can't. That would be eight. If it's two wins, um, three draws. Right, one win, one win, three draws. There you go, six. I can't see... I, I don't know about the depth. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's hard to tell, to be honest, because <laughs> it's quite early still, and it's not as though they had a really easy... I don't know, six, maybe? Right, OK. Eight, that push. Uh, Josh? Um, yeah, I mean, you've got to, in terms of the strength and depth, you've got to think that um, Hearts, uh, I mean, they'll be able to take uh, points, six points off a of Riga. Um, they'll not take in off of uh, Fiorentina. Um, Basak Sahir, not too sure, don't really know much about the Turkish league, but I mean, there tends to be a bit of money floating about in Turkey. They tend to have decent-ish players in Turkey. Um, so I'll say I'll say a conservative point against them. So seven points. Mm-hmm. Seven points. Right, uh, Chris? None. None? Zero? I think I get nothing. Nope. Uh, right, okay. That's a little bit harsh, Chris. Uh, I've got to say, that would be fucking very funny. <laughs> <laughs> it would not come on. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be so... It would be so funny if Hearts get no points. <laughs> right, okay, Michael. Think of the coefficient, John. <laughs> um, seven points. You're going seven. Right, okay. Yep. Uh, Scott. 
<laughs> I'm sitting here looking at Gaff Brooks in the camera. What's happening with the boy? I'm ignoring that. Don't, don't give him a chance. It's because all, all the American players. Oh, you, my, hey, that's the American players. All oh, my exes live in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody who can't see, obviously you can't see it, it's a listed podcast, but he still managed to get his headphones in that hat. He's hanging a bit snap, by the way. <laughs> I think, I think Josh actually lives in a room of props. I don't think he actually... I don't think that's his house. Hey, hey, I've, I've, never, showed you, I've <laughs> never showed you my gun. Hey, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Right, don't get your weapon out. Are... Don't get your weapon It's the family show. Right. <laughs> well, he's looking for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 I can't... <laughs> That's some size of a piece you've got there, son. But put your piece back in its bag, go on, get away. Out the road. <laughs> um I bet you'll end up to take points off your phone, Pina. I can see something like that happening, something mad. Um not as mad as that hat right enough, but uh, I'm about to go seven as well, same as Michael. Seven as well, right, okay. Probably so, yourself, John, what are you thinking? Oh, I'm Come on, we need to put our colours to the mask there, you need to kind of... That's a very exactly. good point. Exactly, no, try, but... try to sit in the fence there, he's missed out, so he's missed out all the Champions League, right? He's missed out every, every single question here, he's wanting to sit in the fence. I can actually see the scalps in his ass. <laughs> I'm just here. It's a bit, I'm going to run out of time. No, we've not. We can quickly do that. Right. I think Celtic will get, I think, 10 points. And I think Rangers will get. Four points, uh, and Hearts will get four points as well. So that's mine. Go well, back to predictions again, John. What, what do you think the the three results will be this week? Or oh, the actual outcomes of the games? Yeah. Celtic will lose two 0 Right, guys, that's enough for the podcast. Out. We'll see you all later. <laughs> If we hit, we'd be here all night if we did that. We've got one with the results. Oh, no, I just so. want you to do it, mate. Maybe else. Oh, I just, just want me. No, that's not how it works. Do you know what? I think, though, the real winner is going to be... It's going to be Scottish football. It's going to be the coefficient. Really must think about the coefficient at all times. Yeah. No, the real winner will be... Enjoyment because how nice is it to have midweek football on? Brilliant, there's games all the time, games everywhere. Glorious. And if you're on your travels at any of the European games, I want to know what you're eating at half time. Yes, Since. I want to know what the food is at other countries because it's so interesting. Good. 
So, so does that mean like if Rangers wins on Wednesday night, Joss is going to eat his hat? <laughs> Genuinely, I, I've talked about this many times, but one of my favourite ever foods at a football stadium was in Copenhagen. They did the most amazing hot dogs. The game is shite. You know, Celtic were rotten as, as Celtic's won in the Champions League away from home. But I the hot dog was amazing. When it uh, a Hamburg game, uh, Hamburg Munich, and they we didn't done all that uh, currywurst uh, yeah, in, in the stadiums, man. It was fucking different class. Currywurst and beers, like we guys walking about just punting beers and all that to every day. And the wee, what they did, like obviously the Germans, they're like they whistle at each other. I mean, we wouldn't mm. really do that here because it's like quite rude. Well, we see it's quite rude, but like oh, they're obviously they're like he's fucking two beers, <laughs> man. Wish I could do that. Your Germans got better than Josh Wilden. Aye, aye, they're not bad, eh? Chris, I can confirm that. See, we when we went to Copenhagen, uh, I did not try the hot dog. I didn't think I ate that during that game. Mate. I was absolutely steaming. Eating cheating? Pretty much. Good pints, but... What was it? Just Carl's Aye, but... It's just called pints. It's your only option. You just take it. Hey, hey, right. I'm going to say something controversial here, right? But does anybody really think, know. Does, I know that. Does anybody, does anybody think Carlsberg gets a bad rap? I can't I think, remember. The I last would say it gets. I like. I would say it gets probably exactly the kind of rap it deserves. I like a pint of Carlsberg. Josh, I enjoy a pint of Carlsberg. Shoot you me. Don't, no, you don't. Shoot me. Sue me. You've got the gun, do you know what we should do? Do you know what we should do? <laughs> if we all like beer, we should do a Champions League of beer and see what comes out. Yes. Because you'll remember back in the old forum days, we had a World Cup of beer. So I think we could, we could try and come up with a wee European uh, Champions League of beer. Group stages, countries, do it by country. Aye, obviously. See, seeded. Seeded? Oh, fucking hell, you want to see what's going no, on in my head right now? We can't have seeds. No. Everyone in, in the draw. None of that funny business with the big, oh, big beers. Can at least do the Celtic Rangers groups? Although, what, you, what kind of beer do you get for Liverpool? Oh, all right, hold on, hold on. What, what, right, what beer would be the Celtic beer and what beer would be the Rangers beer? That's good. You know, just be tenants, you do them. Well, I suppose you could get Magnus for Celtic. That's possible. Cider, no, isn't it? We can work it out, I'm sure. Yep. yep. Right, I'm up for it. Right, okay, that's a good way to end. Right, cheers, everyone, for coming on. Thank you. And aye, cheers. Cheers. Bye.